Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 77. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Ed Garner, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Ed Garner, the President and CEO of Muskegon Area First. I'm here with Ed Garner with Muskegon Area First. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Thank you. Why don't we start out talking about your background and position at Muskegon Area First? Well, as you know, I'm the new president and CEO of Muskegon Area First uh, here in Muskegon. Formerly, I was working with doing economic development work with the Chamber of Commerce in in Grand Haven. So have an economic development uh, background. Uh, Prior to that as well, ran a loan program in Grand Rapids and actually was working for the predecessor of Muskegon Area First, which used to be the Muskegon Economic Growth Alliance. Uh, as well, which at that time was a combined uh, chamber economic development group. We handled uh, the tourism bureau and also did some workforce development efforts as well. So it's kind of come full circle. I was working to the predecessor and now back to uh, running part of the organization that it split apart. What are some of the current initiatives at Muskegon Area First? Well, our initiatives are, are pretty much the, the, the same, I think, as my uh, uh, former CEO where, that we're working on. We we work on primarily three different areas. We work on the business uh, retention and expansion efforts for our for our area, and then we also work on uh, attraction efforts. So those uh, the three things are the, the basis of what economic development agencies do. Uh, we also uh, run a couple of other programs at our office, such as the uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Office, which which helps companies with government contracting. And then we are, are heavily involved, probably as you know, uh, in some of the downtown rebuilding efforts in the downtown Muskegon. And also now we're involved with Whitehall as well and have some contractual things that we're doing with them. And I believe we've assisted the city of Muskegon Heights in some of their rebuilding efforts too for their, for their downtown. So a lot of things on the drawing board, but we're still looking at to help companies grow and expand in our area here and also looking to attract companies that, such as uh, to the wastewater treatment facilities out there where we have big tracts of land that, to try to increase the water flows out there too as well. Give us your State of the Muskegon Economy Report. State of Muskegon Economy Report. Wow, that, that's, uh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm, I guess you could say I, well, I've been on the job about four weeks. I'm still kind of assessing yeah, everything. Even though I live here, I am a native of Muskegon. Uh, I, I do live here con- and continually have so in the West Michigan area for for the last uh, 12, 14 years that I've, I've been back in Michigan. So, um there, things are, you know, things are on the horizon, but things are quite not there yet in, in some particular areas. Certainly, there are concerns, uh, with, you know, the financial and economic situation here in Muskegon as the areas with the state, you know, because of budgetary concerns. And because of those kind of budgetary concerns, now it means that, 
that they have to have to be budget cuts that the local governmental entities will get less funding to do what they do that schools will get less money to do what they do and that all that impacts not only the state but it affects us here locally as well we're but in reference to that we are holding our own fairly fairly well in, in terms of our, our productivity and our, our accomplishments here, but there there is a concern on where some of these these things are headed, and so it's kind of yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll have a much clearer picture, I think, within the next six months in terms of where we are with the state, and then how that's going to trickle down and affect us locally here. In the meantime, what we do is work to try to provide uh, whatever resources we can for our companies here. And, and for our citizens here to help help our area grow, and we continue to, to get accolades for some of the, some of the things that we that we have. Uh, for for example, uh, Michigan Adventures is just named a number one tourist destination last year. That that's certainly an accolade uh, for us here. I believe Mercy General Partners was just listed as one of the top companies to to, to work for one one of the one hundred and one I think best companies in West Michigan to to work for. So things such as that that show that there's there's still positive. Things Things going on. I continue to see uh, also uh, building activity here and, and also expansion in addition of uh, equipment and capital expansions here from our number of our companies here. That tells me one thing that that means that there's and they are finding increased work. Uh, and also in finding that increased work, they were there, they're putting money into the process. And, and in the end, that translates into creating jobs for our particular area. I'd like to expand on one of those points there, and let's discuss some of the challenges with doing business in Muskegon. Challenges doing business in Muskegon. There are, um, just like any, I think, area, there are there are, are, are challenges that we face. Part of it has to do with uh, how our governmental entities are set up. Is is just, and that's that's a problem not only with Muskegon, just the state of Michigan. And in terms of having so many different governmental units, we have, I believe, 28, I think, different governmental units, that's cities, townships, villages in the Muskegon County with a population size of probably approximately 175,000 residents. So uh, population that size, people would wonder why, from an outsider's point of view, you wonder why does it take so many individual units and governments to govern uh, less than a population of 200,000 people. And so uh, there has been good cooperation though in the, the group called one muskegon who's looking at how we can do some some consolidation not, not necessarily physical consolidation but how we can share resources uh and kind of act more like one than being you know even though that we're not legally one so that that's a good sign in, in helping companies to to develop and do business here uh there's also good coordination but i would say between our agency and the chamber of commerce uh, and our and, and all the rest of our economic development partners and trying to coordinate our services here that some, that someone's coming into the door that can assist you in understanding how business works here and how to get things done. Just re- just as an example, uh, recently for uh, our downtown market area in Muskegon, they're putting together what they call kind of a welcome package, which is a list of kind of business services and and, and steps to do you know when starting a business. So here, so so. You know, the challenges that, that, that companies may face, 
um, may not be directly related to us. I mean, certainly they may have their own individual challenges, such as financing um, options and stuff uh, available. Uh, uh, land, you know, uh, may may be a challenge for some as they look for a particular type of sites. But we assist with that as well. Uh, we assist with the, the helping companies get through the local units of government and applying any incentives that we may have, such as tax abatements that they may be available for, you know, tax credits. Uh, we work with companies to, in, in terms of helping find employees, uh, so uh, that that as well. So um, right now, the, the the difficulties they may they may face may they just may look and see well just at the economy itself to say, well, is Michigan economy because of the way Michigan economy is going, is this the right place where we want to do business in Michigan? I say that West Michigan, uh, amongst those, is is doing fairly well and holding its own. In, in terms of our economy, uh, so even though the state economy is, is lagging right now in terms of behind the national economy, the West Michigan economy uh, is, is lagging less than the rest of the state. Well, I think you touched on it pretty well there on your tail end answer to that question is with these challenges, quite often they present, present opportunities for businesses locating in Muskegon. What are some of the unique opportunities that businesses see when they consider Muskegon for their business? Well, Muskegon, when they look, when they come in and looking at it, they primarily looking at it as a region. So they're, they're not just looking at Muskegon or Muskegon County, let's say. Um, they're looking at services and industries that, 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 that will work well uh, on this side of the state. And naturally, um, our natural resources are just wonderful here on this side of the state with, with our lakes and beaches and dunes and, and, uh, and that type of quality of life and things that you get, you don't get that in some other areas. That's a natural attraction point for companies to, to, to look at here. Um, we have, uh, uh, to me, in, in my opinion, we have good coordination of, of, of services uh, here as well. We have a, a good workforce here. We still have a high percentage of manufacturing jobs here, although people hear about all the manufacturing layoffs. We we still have a, a good degree of manufacturing jobs. Here. I believe about 20, Muskegon County, I think about 20, I think it's about 23% or so of our jobs are manufacturing jobs. Although, and then you know, naturally uh, health services is, a, is another uh, big, big industry here, as well as our tourism area and stuff here too, as well. So this is the, the things that attracts me here is that only the people, when they look at it, they look at it. Not only do we got to locate our business here, we got to work here. They look for what else is here that we can do after we're, when we're not working. So, you know, we've, we've got, uh, you know, we got a sports arena. We got a, a Frauenthal Center, you know, a cultural center. And we were, I think, named one of the top places for culture and leisure in, of, a, of a city of our size, I think, by, I believe it was Fortune Magazine. So so there are other things, to, you know, to do. We have a winter sports complex, uh, you know. So uh, we just got the new Thunder, you know, foot, football team. So and, and uh, even though they lost last week, <laughs> there is, you know, there is great excitement uh, amongst that. So people see that it's, it's, it's a nice mix of city uh, with a good quality of life. Um, that that's not you know necessarily the big city uh, atmosphere so to speak, but provide some of those those bigger city things. And then we're in proximity, you know, to those larger cities, Chicago, Detroit, uh, those, those those meccas for those that want to go to those those places as well. So it's a good place of business. Uh, quality of education is, is is good here, and it's just a good place to raise kids too. Well, that is one of the underlying themes of this podcast, and something that has come up over and over in seventy plus episodes is the quality of life and some of those experiences that you shared with the uh, cultural events with the theaters and art museums 
and the uh, the sports arena. You know, I've been to both the home Thunder games, and I mean, it is it, it is a good time to see. Uh, you know, four or five thousand people in a community the size of Muskegon come out to support a brand new venture like that. And we've mm-hmm. always been really strong with the minor league sports with the Muskegon Fury hockey team. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of something for everybody to do, whether you're into the arts or sports. So you get a little bit of those those big city amenities with a small town feel and proximity to the lakes and quality of life is something that always you know came in close to my decision to move back here from the Mm -hmm. Detroit area. So um, it's something people should definitely be aware of. Let's talk about some of the development going on downtown here in Muskegon. There's been an explosion of growth and development. Really, we're kind of right on the cusp of it. There's been a lot of announcements in here in 2007. I think we're going to see some things happen here downtown. Super. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. They've been laying the groundwork for these last several years to, for some of the development that you probably will see happen this summer. Probably one of the, 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 the first things in terms of new development that you're going to see is the Chamber of Commerce uh, building that's slated to, uh, to break ground this year. They're looking, I think, to do that in the next uh, break ground in the next several months. Uh, be right across the street from the, the Holiday Inn, right right on the corner there of uh, a Western area. And and that'll be uh, a, a good site. It'll be a two-story uh, brand-new facility. Uh, as we know, Hages Furniture is also going to be relocating downtown area here in, a, in the re, one of our rehab buildings, so Century Club building. Uh, and that, that'll, that'll be good as well. Uh, we just closed on a, a, a one of the other lots here in the downtown property on the existing building uh, just this past Friday. So uh, once once again, that, that kind of keeps keeps the the effort and stuff going. Um, as we 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 know too, Baker College plans on putting their culinary, a culinary school down down downtown as well, and that would be fantastic uh, to have have them here. And so this you'll see really in the next. I would say with the in the next year or year and a half to two years, you're really going to see probably that 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 and particularly that first block uh, of Western between the first street and second street is fill, really really fill up. That's when I think people are really going to get excited about it. Right now, you know, right now the streets are in, you know, uh, some of the landscaping stuff is in, and there's also additional plans for some beautiful uh, beautification and landscaping and, and, and art projects there. But you got to get some of the construction in first. Then you got to, then you come back and, you know, finish, finish it off. You put it in now, it gets tore up during the construction phase of it. But, but I believe it's going to be a beautiful downtown once, once it's completed. Uh, also the Comerica Bank building, one of the tallest buildings in the, in, in the downtown area, or the tallest building in the downtown area. It's, uh, it's up, uh, for, uh, development. It's an, our request for proposal that's out on that. And that's, that's due at the, in the end of June, I believe. And we're trying to find a developer. Maybe I'll take that project on. Maybe as a, a condo project or something and there's spectacular views from the from the top floor up there uh, I encourage people or any developers or anybody that's listening that, that, that knows people that can possibly develop that site to take a look at it I think it's a worthy project of, of redevelopment um, there you know, we're no as we know even though it's not on the, uh, the, the downtown development site it's in, it is in the downtown the Harley Davidson's facility is, is well underway if anybody drove by there and that's going to be exciting to have 
them in the downtown area too. So what is, is, is kind of like this, uh, you know, it's almost like this kind of little jigsaw puzzle or monopoly game where you know you see the houses kind of developing and 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 you got this kind of clear slate and picture and now you'll see things you'll see the, the blanks filling in in this puzzle and as people see that I think they really catch fire on to to what's happening in the downtown now that's one downtown and I had I guess I just had to be remiss because people always say your focus is just on Muskegon downtown but you know we you know there are other downtowns there's a Whitehall uh, downtown which Muskegon Air Force is working with the Muskegon Heights is downtown and and they're rolling out some things just next week they're going to unveil their blueprint blueprint plan for downtown uh, they've been working with a, a consulting firm called Hyatt Palma uh, and and we they know there's been a number of interviews and community sessions on that and they're going to roll out their plan for that so it's once again it's it's this it's the community as a whole that 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 I look at not necessarily downtown Muskegon. Let's discuss transforming Muskegon's economy to compete in this new global economy. Mhm. Mhm. Well, uh, critical to that and is part of it is is education people is seeing and that initial education I guess what we would call lifelong learning. What we're talking about really here, and we hear, we keep hearing this phrase, a flat world. Uh, no, the world is flat. People can do business anywhere they can. And so, therefore, because of the ease of doing that, they'll go to the lowest cost producer. So, meaning that if it's cheaper to produce over in China, uh, Mexico, you know, India and some, you'll go there, produce that intensive labor uh, uh, kind of intense type of products and stuff, and then you'll you'll ship it over here, and you, and, and certainly that's what's happening in some of the some of the other areas. Was also driving the driving the this globalization effort that you hear of is actually um, is actually technology is actually driving this more than the what we call outsourcing uh, or offshoring. Uh, of, of our workers here. And what we mean by that, we have actually been more productive as a society, um, you know, than we have in, in, in many years. And as you'll see, even though the unemployment rates, they, they, they stand or the employment rates stay pretty flat, the actually the uh, productivity rates are constantly steadily improving. That means we are able to just do more with less people. And that's driven by technology, which is a good sign. So we're kind of our, in that respect, you know, we, we're kind of our own worst enemy, you know, as we innovate and become a, a more technologically advanced, we basically uh, have the need for less, less workers to do the, do the job. Now, so what we, so getting back to your question in terms of what will turn the Muskegon economy around, certainly, uh, companies are looking at different you know, ways to, to market and different markets they can get into. We, we're, we have companies that are heavy, heavily here into aerospace and also some into medical technology devices, uh, as well, some into military still, is still as well. And what we're saying is that the, the, the products and machinery and equipment that people have to operate and learn, uh, whether it be CAD systems or whether it be uh, shop floor equipment, it will be such that people have to have a higher skill level even to operate it. Therefore, our educational systems become very important because it's almost it's not the fact where you can just get out of high school automatically and maybe go into a job. You may need some some advanced training beyond the K-12 system in order uh, to to work in the the 21st century workforce, so we look at the educational system as being part of that part of the keys to to changing this economy around. And not only that, is the retraining 
uh, which a lot of companies are doing now of existing the workforce. So it's not just the kids that's coming through is what do you do with your current workforce and now making them to become much more highly skilled. And so we are con- we constantly push to get uh, uh, the dollars for that from our state to, to put more into training grants and workforce development type grants so that we can retrain our existing workforce to go into, to go into meet these new demands of our industries. All right, let's move on to our final question. You have one minute alone with a CEO considering locating a business in Muskegon. Make your pitch to get them to Muskegon. Well, I would say the pitch for Muskegon is that uh, not only is it is a great place to be, it also we, we have available resources here uh, that you need, whether that be the workforce, whether it be tax incentives, whether it be uh, helping you locate uh, locate a site here. Whether uh, just just in the area, whether it be transportation, uh, connection to, to to cities beyond here and the world uh, to get here, uh, we also have uh, of of good uh, um, camaraderie with our with our citizenry here, the workforce is here. Uh, we're hungry, we're available, and we're we're ready to to, to meet your needs. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Ed. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me today. Muskegon is at another crossroad in its economy. Just as the area had to reinvent itself 100 years ago at the end of the lumber area, Muskegon businesses must now redefine what they do in the global economy. It is an economy where manufacturers must be lean to compete and companies need to be agile and adjust to changes in their industries. Muskegon has an affordable cost of living, attractive quality of life, strong education options, access to health care, and hardworking people. These are the areas where Muskegon shines. This positions it well to attract companies and workers in this new economy. But what type of workers find Muskegon attractive? There's quite a bit of attention given to the brain drain going on all over Michigan. I've given this a lot of thought as it pertains to Muskegon. I grew up in this area, graduated from college, and moved away in my 20s. Then when I had a family, I returned to Muskegon. My journey back to Muskegon is far from unique. So perhaps Muskegon should play to its strengths and target young, skilled workers raising families who value what Muskegon has to offer. I would like to wish Ed the best of luck in his new position at Muskegon Area First. This is an exciting time to be in economic development in Muskegon with the rebirth of downtown, growth in certain industries, and challenges remaining in others. If you'd like to hear what Ed's predecessor had to say about many of the same issues discussed in this podcast, refer back to Inside Muskegon Number 2, with former Muskegon Area First President and CEO, Jim Edmondson. And for more information on Muskegon Area First, visit muskegonareafirst.org. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback, and for the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 77 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Paisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. 
Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.